This episode of Not All Podcasts Wear Capes is sponsored by Shadow Boxes by James. Combining the love of arts and crafts with comic books and collecting, Shadow Boxes by James is the perfect gift for every fanboy and fangirl in your life. Visit shadowboxesbyjames.com and use the promo code NOTALLPODS, that's all one word, for 15% off your purchase today. And now for the podcast that knows you always gotta pay the pizza papa. This is Not All Podcasts Wear Capes. What's up, guys? Hey, everybody. Ariani's smiling. She's excited. I am excited. She's excited to talk about the multiverse of badness. No. The multiverse of (laughs) no. The multiverse of sadness. Yeah, Ariani just loved this movie, except for the director. You know, she didn't really care for it. Yeah, that guy's kind of a hack. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, bring us in officially, uh, uh... All right, so it's been out for some time, so we hope everybody saw it, but we're going to talk about Doctor Strange in the multiverse of meh-ness, as I like to call it, because <laughs> it was meh. <laughs> That's my ha- How many of these jokes, he, does he, do you think he has any more? We said multiverse of badness, multiverse of meh-ness, and multiverse of sadness. Uh, Ariani, do you think he has another uh, really lame pun? Probably. Not yet, he's he's, he's full I'm of them. Sh- <laughs> I'm sure I can come up with one. <laughs> he's, he's or, or two. Or, or, or a few. Really? Now, now it seems like since we've seen it, your opinion has dropped, Spade, of this film. It's middle-of-the-road Marvel movie. Um, I liked it. I don't I don't think I don't think my opinion dropped. I don't know that it really changed either. I think I was just as you like to say, T, you weren't overwhelmed, you weren't underwhelmed, you were just whelmed. I think that's where mm-hmm. I'm at with this movie. There's cool stuff in it. Um, I have problems because I set my expectations too high for this one. When you call your yeah. film the multiverse of madness, I expect multiverses, I expect madness. It really didn't have either for me. Um and it, it was okay, but like everything was was spoiled in the marketing. Well, we could talk about that. Um, but after like the super super high of Spider Man, this was kind of a letdown for me. Do you think the problem possibly could be because this was meant to come out first? This was meant to come I, out first, and also, you know, even as much as I enjoyed this movie. I get the problems people have. I have problems with it. I just kind of am more forgiving of it because the things that I loved in it made up for it so much. And I have big problems I can talk about. But I think because this was also filming at the same time as WandaVision, and there's been a lot of talk about the disconnect between WandaVision and this movie. Like, a lot of things that they did in WandaVision kind of don't meet what's happening in this movie and i think it's because they were both filming at the same time covid came along screwed up all the plans everything had to get switched around because i think if this had come out first before no way home people's expectations probably wouldn't have been so through the roof with this one and that's not fair i I think on this movie that's that's 100 yeah. It was supposed to come out a year earlier, correct? Like almost a full year earlier. Several months yeah. prior. It was, 
I think the I think the way it was supposed to go was like WandaVision finale on a Wednesday, and this was supposed to come out like Thursday or the following Thursday. Like they were really like right really, up against like each back other, back to back. Yeah, yeah. And but, like we've like, had so, months to sit on WandaVision and think about that. I haven't thought about WandaVision really since the series ended. I haven't revisited. Um, I mean, aside I still, from our daily Ralph Boner jokes, that's it's, basically it's, what... your daily Ralph Boner jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be clear. You have not let that go once. But, um, okay, no, Anthony, it, I have a question. Sucks. I I have a wet question for you. Would you have liked this film better if it was called Doctor Strange versus the Scarlet Witch? This film should have been called The Scarlet Witch. Doctor Strange should not have even been in the title. I think this was more her movie than it was his. I think Do- Scarlet Witch is a boring title, and I wouldn't. What and it, that would that would have that that is a pendulum swing the other way because I completely agree with you that when you use multiverse of madness, you're expecting crazy ass Marvel comic book with dozens of the same characters jumping around in different forms, right? You, you know that you know we didn't know Reed Richards was coming in, but we were you know speculating it. But like a council of Reeds, when you talk about the Illuminati, when you're talking about those things, and multiverse, they were only in three different universes, right? Right. Our uh, universe. That's six one six. So so explain what you meant with that. I mean, yeah, right. So it's only three different universes. Right. That's like not like when you're saying multi. That's you're ex- multi. You, 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 you're <laughs> going more the more than you should be counting. Okay, it's too long to count. So you could count only three. Three universes is it it, it 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 when you said when you say multi, you're implying a lot. Three is not a lot. And madness. The only real madness in it. And, and I'm going to preclude this. I like the film. But I understand what I'm saying is I understand what Spade is saying. And when you're saying madness, the really only madness was uh, when, the Scarlet when, Witch. When Scarlet that, Witch that's went what the on madness Mother of refers. Dragons. That's right. what I thought. Right. I, that, that to me, like I'm fine with Wanda being the madness in the movie because she did absolutely insane things, like literally insane things. L- listen, and- she was great. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen was great, but. When you're the title itself is multiverse of madness, there needs to be some madness within the multiverses, not with Wanda. That's that's my beef with it. But you know what? I think also, like I said, since this came before No Way Home, think about at the end of No Way Home, they kind of fixed the broken multiverse, right? I think probably what was meant to happen is if this movie had come out first. The multiverse would have been broken at the end, and that would have been explained in No Way Home. This is why everything got broken. I think that was, and we speculated that too, I think years ago, when we knew the order of what everything was going to be in, we, right. we had so here, a feeling. Real quick, I'll run through the order so people know. Originally, it was supposed to be WandaVision, Doctor Strange, Loki, What If, and then Spider-Man, right? So those are all your kind of multiversal stories that pertain to these characters. The problem that I mentioned, and I know I said this when we saw Spider-Man, is that they seem to be breaking the multiverse open and then closing it at will. Yeah. When, when in fact, it just needs to be busted wide open. And 
the, the heroes need to kind of fail at the end of these movies. They don't need to win every single time, especially with right. this kind of storytelling, because the next story that you're going to tell, you could pick up where certain characters are. Like um, Doctor Strange, we don't know where he's going to turn up next. Scarlet Witch, we don't know where she's going to turn up next. But Miss Marvel, I mean, uh, Miss America, she's going to be in the Marvels, right? Yeah, she's going to be in... The, in uh, yeah, she is. She's going to be in the Marvels. Uh, right. Right, she's going to be in Marvels, right? But um, yeah, I, I and I and I kind of I, I agree with you there too. Um, but I'm not as I don't feel like I'm as down on the movie as you are, Spade. But um, yeah, because they kind of need to semi wrap it up because they feel like they need to make it one coherent movie. And really, the next step in the you know in the cinematic universe is to have these things jump to things to things. And I think that's a good point you made to leave it open because. They kind of close it and Wanda sacrifice. I think she's unredeemable. I think this 616 Wanda is unredeemable. She's going to come back. You drop a mountain on her. That's not going to kill her. Um, she's going to come back. But what I think she did is unredeemable. You can't come back from snapping Xavier's neck. I don't care that it was 616 or not. She didn't even you snap his neck. If you slow down the footage, she like ripped his head in half. It's pretty sick. Like all of them, right? <laughs> everyone, everyone that she killed, yeah, yeah. and it yeah, not it's just Patrick. It's Patrick Stewart. I, I you feel don't like do, you don't do it. There's going to be consequences it. for that because I think I mean if they're smart, there's going to be consequences for that because uh, WandaVision got a lot of shit for Wanda kind of being left off the hook for Westview. She did. She did what she did in Westview. She said, "My bad," and then flew away. This and movie made the same sense. thing again. It, she went and did the it, same it, like, thing again, but this movie kind of did not let her off the hook for it. She had to pay a price. Right. She had to pay but a price. In, we, 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 it was been so long since WandaVision. I think if it went down like Spade said they ordered it, it would have made a lot more sense. I th- that's it why I think- It made a lot more sense because we, yeah. we would we would have been like, wow, Wanda really was like kind of awful then. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, and then it went to the next step. That's the but thing. But it was a yeah. year- the the a lot of people are complaining that like the real like heel turn with Wanda took place off screen, basically. Like we kind of just had to fill in the gaps ourselves, and like it's more it's more confusing for us because we've been watching all of this stuff. If somebody walks in to the theater and say this is their first MCU movie, then they don't have to fill in those blanks. It's just kind of given to them. But we're kind of like like. How did it, how did this get from like A to B to C? You know, right. so that's 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 the disconnect that people have been complaining about Wanda. Um But, but like, you, you it, know what though? Th- this mm. is this movie addressed one of my biggest concerns with the Disney Plus series, where remember I was saying how they, they weren't gonna matter? Yeah. That you were that it was gonna be optional viewing. This kind of shows you that you need to see this stuff to really supplement the movie. Because yeah. right. you're really not going to know, like, who are Billy and Tommy? Like, they're not well-defined in this movie, like, who they really are. No. Like, you it, know but, that they're one of the kids, but you don't know that, oh, her envision had kids in a made-up reality that she created. And at the end, she had to sacrifice them along with everything else. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that. that's still one of the best scenes. At, you know, it's, it's up there with the Hawkeye when he can't hear talking to his son. The, yeah. When she, like, lets the hex down at the end. And, uh, you know, the kids disappear. So you can empathize and sympathize with her. And obviously she wants her kids, right? Like that's basically what it comes down to. But that's both a positive and a negative because 
positive, yes, the Disney series now matter to this larger story, but then it's negative because now you have required reading for stuff that at least should try to stand on its own. And that's like a we that's a tricky line to walk. Like that's a really hard line to walk, which is kind of like I think what's the problem with the movie being kind of disconnected because they have to walk that line. They have to, you know, catch people up who haven't seen WandaVision who for whatever reason. But then also kind of like give people enough explanation as to why this why WandaVision matters and it's just kind of like you can't do both. So, I don't know. It's it's like a weird thing to to balance. And I, I don't know how how so let's do this. Let's do gonna, this. Mm. Let's say let's all go around and say things we really liked about it because there's a lot of things to like in this movie. Uh-huh. A lot of really cool shit in this movie that it's, I really really like. God. Um um I I want to start off with the musical note fight. Yeah, I think everybody loves that. I loved it. I love that. It was great. And, you know, I want to hear it again and play it over and over because it's the actual classical pieces that are going in. You heard Beethoven. Beethoven, It feels like they they told Danny Elfman, go crazy and we will build something around this. Like, Danny Elfman scoring this movie, it's just like, Danny, he's, he is one of the goats of superhero, um, Oh yeah, scores like since since, he, since Batman eighty nine, it was it's, you know, it's, it's a wrap. He um, earned his place just with that. Yeah, he he really earns his place like as as one of the best composers in film history. So shout out to Danny Elfman, you are the goat, sir. And stuff like this in that movie, that musical fight was just. Insane, like you, you expect to see something like that in like a Doctor Strange thing. Like you can almost see it like coming from like a a panel in a comic book page, and it just was it translated. No, it looked so well. really really cool, and it, yeah. and it was and I different. I love that it was like I love that it was Fantasia. I you know what I mean? It yeah. felt like there was this there was this kind of uh, celebration of it. This kind of let's just enjoy the beauty and, and, and fun of this in the middle of, you know, what's going on, even though it was really deep and like dark at point, you know, it was just like, it was a certain kind of beauty to it that I really liked. Yeah. It was wonderful. Who's yeah, Ariana, you go next. Um, I will never, ever, ever get over zombie. Dr. Strange that payoff with zombie. Dr. Strange, where he comes out of it, like, Evil Dead 2 with the camera, the snap zoom coming into him and then him flying out wearing a cloak made out of the souls of the eternal damned. Like, I just, nothing more awesome I could have asked for in this movie. Like, everything else, like, things like that didn't work for that movie. Like, just that in itself completely made up. For, no, for... it was it was great and it was set up perfectly too because even though like they showed Zombie Strange like they showed everything else in all the trailers I totally <laughs> forgot trailer. about I totally yeah. forgot about it though cuz they set that but up you, so you, you, early in the beginning Yep and 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 when you see it in the trailer and you see it you think that Doctor Strange is going to have to fight him you're yeah. not thinking that Oh my gosh, that's gonna, Doctor Strange that's coming the, to kick ass he, and save the day, he right? He's right. channeling his own decomposing body from a different multiverse to 
help America Chavez realize her own potential. And then he also fulfills his um, arc in the movie where he, he has to let go of the knife. You know, he lets go and he trusts this child to save herself and tells her like that's such like a sam raimi thing this zombie benedict cumberbatch and like this zombie prosthetic makeup telling this child you've had the power inside of you all along like you've always been able to control yourself <laughs> and it's just like it's so sweet but also so grotesque at the same time so i don't know whether to like laugh or like like i just uh, this is why I was so excited for this movie. Like, I don't know if, if, if people can tell, like, just how happy just little things like that made me. Because it's so undeniably Raimi. And I feel like this is what has been missing from the MCU for, like, 90% of their movies. Just, like, actual, like, people having sense to bring their sensibilities to to the work okay well, i think you're, you're starting <laughs> to see that a lot a lot more now with the directors right starting with like taika with T, or starting with james gunn really and james gunn and taika and yeah. ryan coogler but that's it as right. far as but, what we know so far but now they're at the point where they can take risks and do do things like this like 10 years ago when they were just starting out not everything was going to yeah. be a guaranteed hit you know what i mean yeah um but I think we're going to see a lot, lot more of this for, for sure. I hope um, so, because with the marketing, I was actually worried because none of the marketing made it seem like this is going to be like a Sam Raimi type movie. And that's the one. And they were they were marketing on Sam Raimi, like they were saying stuff like from visionary director. And I was just like, but I don't see a lot of him in this movie. So I was really surprised to see like how much they let him go how much like of his horror sensibilities they brought in freaking wanda unfolding herself in the mirror like the ring was like <laughs> crazy well her, her whole attack on kamertage the, with with the, the mirrors and stuff and the reflections in the water and like that was so well done that was sick creepy as hell honestly creepy. a lot of creepy stuff in this movie like a lot of scary stuff, a lot of jump scares. Just I was like, "What is this? Like, what am I watching?" Yeah, I mean, the, the, when she's chasing everybody through like the tubes, she does or the, 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 the uh, tunnel. You know that the tunnel. Yeah, she does like Jack Nicholson in The Shining. She does the yeah. same like kind of walk yep, he with, does with like the blood on her face and everything, and yeah, and the limp. She she, I, she had a limp, right? She had no yeah, shoes yeah. on and stuff. But, People um, thought that was zombie Wanda, but it was nope. That's just regular Wanda. <laughs> yeah. Anything else? Did you have a brain fart? Uh, yeah, you, you're, I, I, I thought did. You I were kind stroking of, out there. I kind of froze for a second. I, I didn't know what I was going to say. Um, know, like this, I was like, oh my gosh, are we going to have to call the ambulance? No, no. I was, <laughs> I was like, I got a little cotton mouth. I need a, I need a sip of water. But oh. no, I was going to say, you guys said what you like. Um, I'm not going to pick any one particular thing. I'm going to pick a decision that the movie made, which I'm really happy about. And that is that they didn't kill off Wong. Because... Yeah. T, T and I were, were saying Wong's going to be a dead man because Strange has to become and the there Sorcerer was a Supreme. Moment, there was a moment there in the film where you thought they were going to do it, too. Well, there's, there's a I couple moments, that, actually, you know? Right. I think that decision was made later on. I think it was being considered. I th Right, because Strange has to become the Sorcerer Supreme at some point, right? Unless maybe they're just like, not, not going to do it. I like, it. though, that they had that moment at the end where he actually where he bows to Wong. like he gives He gives him his respect as the Sorcerer Supreme. Um, 
Because, you know, Wong got it by default, so. <laughs> but but he I sure think he did. earned it. My favorite line well, reading so- in the movie is him going, fortify your minds. Like, <laughs> it felt like a very, um, very Bruce Campbell, like an army of darkness training everybody. Like, I felt like that was like a very, um, cool thing to, to throw in there. <laughs> So also there's um there was no payoff with Wong uh with the abomination. Right? That's still why is he training the abomination? Right. That's well, not We'll get that later probably. Well he right. he's going to be in She-Hulk, right? So I'm sure they'll, they'll pick that up there at some point. Not not Wong, um abomination, abomination. the abomination, right? T- right. Tim Roth. And is what's it? his name? Who Tim Roth is in it, right? Right. Yeah. Okay, another thing I liked. Another thing I liked. I love the fight with Shuma Gorath. I know Anthony, you know, in the theater, we talked a little bit about, like, we, we were talking during the film about the special effects. There were some wonky special effects. My wonky special effect during the Shuma Gorath fight was um, when Wong hit the car and he's like, he was thrown into a car and it just felt like it was like that one shot. I think that the special effects were so good that if they have one shot that isn't up to the, the to, to the to the standard, it stands out, and then you remember that one shot that didn't have a good special effect. I thought Shuma Gorath, and when I'm talking about the tentacle monster, the op- like one yeah, of the I, early opening. I think fights te- I technically, street. I think it's called Gargantos. Yeah, he has a different name, I think, because somebody owns the copyright to Shuma Gorath. Right, right. But did they did they name him in the film? I think they credit. Well, I, I don't know. In the Lego oh, sets, it's, it's Gargantos, right? Which is right, because right. Shumagorath. I always thought that it was um, messing around with the words of the um, the Lovecraft uh, Shubnigarath, problematic, right? Um, and they changed it to Shumagorath because those words are the same, but it comes actually from a Robert E. Howard uh, uh, book. The guy who wrote Conan wrote Call the Conqueror in like the 70s, and that's where the name first appears. Yeah, so... So, oh, so they like just that. lifted the so, name? Right, um, right, but, but, but Robert E. Howard lifted it from Lovecraft, right? Because right? Shumagorath, Shubnigarath, it's, I mean, what's the, you go like this, right? And then, you know, you switch a couple of things around. It's the same name, you know, crazy, uh, you know, uh, um, tentacle monster from uh, from outer planes, you know, um, but. Uh, um, well, in, in, uh, interdimensional space being, right? Right, 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 right. So, so um, this is off Wikipedia. But, but I loved how the eye. I love oh. the eye, like that one-eyed creature. What was the guy from uh, Monsters Incorporated? Mike Wazowski. Oh, Mike Wazowski. <laughs> so Mike Wazowski. Let's call him Mike Wazowski because they couldn't use like Gigantos. Um, Mike Wazowski. He was like when he gets hurt. He's like this. That one eye is really emoting really well. I really loved it. 
you know, I went back and people were doing like breakdowns, of, like when he gets hurt or when he gets angry, like he does the thing and the look of the brow. It was really good. I like, I like, I really like that fight. I really like that fight. The eye getting poked out, like, got a really loud groan from our audience because really? it looked really gross. It was like, oh, like I didn't think they expected the whole eye to come out, but I was like, sick. I'm, I mean, they obviously watched the Suicide Squad, right? They must have called up uh, James Gunn and said, hey, how do you beat a giant monster with a, with a huge eye? Uh, Just stab him in the bunch, eye. <laughs> well, they got a bunch of rats to eat it from the inside in that movie. <laughs> but was it, wasn't this film would have been released before that? Well, they yeah, were probably film... making it at the same time, right? Probably, right, right. yeah. Yeah. yeah Call the Conqueror. Well, I was going to say, off Wikipedia, it says Heroic Signatures holds the rights to the Shuma Gorath name due to its use in Howard's story, along with additional elements related to the Conan the Barbarian and Call of Atlantic mythos, which is licensed to Marvel Studios. So Marvel just licensed it. They don't really own it, which is why they couldn't use the name right out in the movie. What did you guys think of, um, of America Chavez? I think she did a good job. I think she was a really, uh, um, uh, she did a really good job. Like, and she held her own against uh, um, Benedict Cumberbatch throughout the film. I think uh, it was a really great uh, thing. I, um, she did a good job, and it was it's a tough movie to be in it to hold your own. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and and I kind of wish this would have come out first because then she would have been in Spider Man. Right, that's right? the thing. And- Everything got switched around so much, yep. and it's. It's understandable, but also kind of a detriment to the story that they plan to build up in the first place. Right. Because then you would have had her training and then she would have been the one using the sling ring in No Way Home based on the concept art. Instead, you gave it to Ned, who was able to open and close portals. Oh, that's like, right. She was easily. training at she was training at the end of the right. movie. That's right. She's, she's training along with Ned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So she would have. Oh probably... no, Ned! Ned forgot forgot everything. So he is going to MIT. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He, so, but yeah, I, America Chavez but, is actually my biggest problem in the movie. I'm sorry, Spade. You were gonna say something? Oh no, I, no, I was, no, go for it. Go for it. Get, yeah, 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 go. yeah go. So she's my biggest problem in the movie, not because of the actress. Nothing against. I think her name is pronounced Shoti Shoti Gomez. Um. She is wonderful. She's a great kid. She's only like 14, I think, when she got cast. She's 14, really young. 15. Yeah. She's young. So they aged down America Chavez from the comics for this reason, to give a daddy-daughter dynamic to Strange and, and her. Um, but also, I guess, to, to you know make her more innocent and stuff like that. She's, she's basically a MacGuffin. In this movie, that's that's her purpose. She is she is the thing that everybody needs and wants because she has the power. She isn't a, a MacGuffin, and not that being a MacGuffin is necessarily a bad thing, but it's kind of limiting in terms of like how her character can be. But I do like that at the end they had her have her moment where she can like know, know that she's always been in control of her power. You know, she had this thing where she's like, "I'm not in control. I can't do anything. I'm not in charge of this." And her guilt with like what happened with her parents and stuff like that. So I'm fine with that. But I'm less fine with how they chose to make her explicitly Mexican. 
um, versus her origin of comics, which is Caribbean, dark skin, Puerto Rican, Caribbean. Um, and that's just personal to me because I am Caribbean. Um, and America Chavez is still my one and only cosplay. T has seen me cosplay as America Chavez. I have America Chavez artwork in my room. Uh, I think I have the more Bruce Springsteen shot. Yes, I have more America Chavez comics than I think other comics that I've bought. Um, she, she's a very personal character to me. So this being her first appearance is a, a little underwhelming to me just because she's not really much of a character. She's just more of a plot device, you know? And also just the real lack of, of getting the representation right, which I, I don't know why they would choose that. I mean, I guess I the actress audition, she did great. I'm sure... Like I said, none of this is on her, but it just like that particular thing bothers me, especially with Marvel trying to clearly be more diverse in their casting. Um, you know, we've had Shang-Chi, we've had Eternals, we've had Black Panther. Like they're being very precise and specific with how they cast actors. And this one, they just kind of went, we'll just cast whatever Latino, you know, auditions and just write America's origin around whatever ethnicity this Latino is. And that sucks because then that paints us all as a monolith. All Latinos are not monoliths. Mm. Caribbeans are not the same as Mexicans. We're not the same as South Americans. We're not the same as Spaniards. Like we're not all the same. You can't just say we're all Mexicans and, and mm. cast us as such. It's not, it's, it sucks. It's, it's, that's, Any, that's anything, my... anything south of San Antonio in the Western Hemisphere is the same. Yeah, yeah, and like that's not the reality at all when it comes to portraying Latin. Yeah, and I get it because you know I, I, you know I saw I, you know she did a good job and I enjoyed it. Um, uh, but like you know I, you know my my point about the New Mutants and like you know um, that Rob Roberta da Costa was was specifically dark skin yeah and experience racism and they, it's integral you know, to his origin like that's part of they, his origin you know you know and then they cast somebody who could play the young king of spain or yeah shit, you know they cast it the, was like they cast know, a brazilian but they cast a white brazilian right, right but he's brazilian so it's okay you know, yeah exactly so it's just like no there are actual no. things that matter in this it's like yeah that matters for his guy i i don't know that i've i've seen enough read enough of America Chavez to do kind of, cause I, I, I was very close to the sunspot character when I was 13, 14, um, you know, reading that, you know, that time with the new mutants is like, that was my, that was my favorite comic book. Um, especially when they were, you know, before they did this big change and they were punks, you know, uh, they, they really kind of put a broader punk aesthetic to it. But, um, but I didn't read enough of America Chavez to kind of, have that you know what you're experiencing right yeah you're experiencing because of your personal relationship to the character because you feel represented by yeah. that character and like, specifically you know, specifically specifically right? me you know and like you know i'm 31 years old so like you know uh stuff like that you know i feel like probably like it, it would matter more to like kids like I, I you take kids to these movies and you want them to feel represented by something like this you know so like me being a caribbean latina like seeing another superhero that is a caribbean latino like i'm like 
yes, like that would be something that would like be so cool to me and so it matters to me. And then like they just said, whatever, we'll get whatever Latino. And it's just like, it's not the same. It's not the same. <laughs> and that and that means a lack of representation in the higher echelons of right. Marvel because they don't understand that. They don't have they don't have the capacity to see the uh, the, the nuance here. Right. That and they go, We don't understand, but we cast the Hispanic act. What do you you know, and they don't they don't get it. Right. And and and, I, and they're so old, they're my age. A lot of the people making decisions are my age, but they they don't have that kind of close relationship. Yeah, and also they're they're largely white. With difference within family, right? With a difference within family that you'll have a family and somebody is much lighter skinned and much darker skinned, you know? And my father, that was was tough for my father because he was one of the darkest kids out of seven, you know, in Colombia and that way, you know, and, and, you know, it's the Indio, you know what I mean? They kind of would do that. Um, and, uh, and, and and that kind of that kind of thing wouldn't make sense to you know. And I love him to death, but you know, you know, he hasn't he hasn't done anything coming out that he needs to be canceled. But you know what he's doing with the Marvel Universe is great. But I don't know that he 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 has the capacity to understand that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like I said, none of this is on the actress who I thought was perfectly sweet, did a great job, really held her own, really sold the material. You know, and I'm 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 hoping to see what what else she does next. So I I can't fault her at all. I'm faulting the people who were in charge of, you know, who who needed to cast somebody and didn't think consciously about yeah, translating I mean, this character. They they probably looked and said, okay, we have Doctor Strange, we have Scarlet Witch, we have Wong. Um, you know, she's fourth lead in this movie. So right. like, let's just let we're going to cast somebody that can do a good job and not thinking about the stuff that you're talking about right now. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. They, um, they wanted somebody who can who can do a good job, be a young kid, be innocent, be be the MacGuffin, which is fine. Right. And she did a good job at that. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's yeah. hard to, to to say that what she did was was bad. Um, or she didn't. She did a great job. Right. Right. I mean, and right. I think that we, we never said otherwise, you know. Um, but, uh, but, and, in like, they were like, yeah, but we, you know, we casted, what's her name is, oh, what's, uh, Dr. Strange's, uh, kind of not ex-girlfriend. Or Christine. Oh, Christine. Yeah. Oh, he's, we have, we have Rachel her marrying a black guy. Rachel, Rachel McAdams. McAdams is marrying a black guy. Come on. What do you, know, yeah. what do you want from us? We're putting black people in here. You I know? do but, like that they gave Christine something to do in this movie because that's one of the things I hated right. about the first Doctor Strange where they yeah. just they, Rachel McAdams was wasted completely completely wasted like, and they uh, actually gave know, her stuff you, to do in this right right um uh what do you think a uh, specific question to Ariani what do you think about how they um they handled the uh the two moms uh uh like how did they they brought that how do you because I mean, it was stupid. If, <laughs> it was stupid. It was them doing pl- lame lip service, where it's just like, here we have a girl with two moms. They put a little queer flag pin on America Chavez's jacket. Um, it was it was your basic lip service, something that they could cut out really easily in foreign markets. But they didn't with this one. They didn't do it for China. They, I thought my, they did my, it my, for or. Or some, I read no, something they, where no, like, the, the big thing is they weren't cutting this out. They were asked to, and uh, they said no. 
Oh. They, they stopped it for China. They don't. Right. They don't. They don't care anymore. All right. Well, you know, I mean, I guess that's fine, but still, like. My understanding. That, I don't know that yeah. as a fact, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, it's fine. It's, it's. I mean, the, so, and you know what? I'm 50 year old cis white dude, a cis hetero white dude. So, you know, take what I say with a grain of salt. What I liked, though, was that they didn't go, oh, is that. It was just like, oh, yeah, your mom's. Yeah. Your two moms. You know, and they didn't like. We were like, matter of factly. They ha- they treated it as if this is just normal and this isn't something to be right. But also, America right. Chavez is canonically lesbian in the comics, but I think because they aged her down, you know, obviously they can't portray this child yet as like somebody in a relationship. But I think in the comics, she's in a re- she's uh, in a relationship with Kate Bishop. But of course, her and Haley, um, what's her name? Seinfeld. What's the actress's name? Haley Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yeah, their their age difference is too far apart, so they're they're not going to have them date on screen. <laughs> so, Haley Steinfeld is like in her late twenties. But I I thought she was in a relationship with um Scott Lang's daughter um Cassie Cassie Stature. Lang Stature Stature. Yeah. That's uh, I, I I've seen things where her and Kate Bishop also have had a thing together. You know, those young Avengers, this new generation, they're all just sleeping <laughs> with these open relationships. Shut up. I don't get it. Shut I don't get it. You're going to talk to us about that as if, like, X-Men doesn't exist. <laughs> I'm just missing it. I'm just missing it. Speaking I'm, of uh, X-Men. Playing, playing the part of uh, old dude. Speaking oh, no, of X-Men, we haven't right. touched Kate, on the- Kate Bishop, sorry, you're right. Oh, okay. I was say, we haven't talked about the Illuminati scene, the scene that everybody was waiting for in this movie. <laughs> um, Black Bolt was a surprise. I don't think anybody expected to see him. I, I didn't no, even know who that he was. was, that, was that was the biggest surprise, I think, Black Bolt, because they were like, it's we're going to... Inhumans is like or, the bastard child. <laughs> explain, Spade, explain the, the, uh, the Black Bolt scenario. All right, so... Well, let's go through the Illuminati, right? So strange. There's a lot goes- of people who didn't see it. A lot of people don't understand. Like they were like confused. Like why were people cheering in the audience? They're going, "Oh shit!" In the audience, a lot of people didn't understand. Yeah. yeah. So, so so there's like there's like eight people, um, and I'm one of the eight who actually watched Inhumans when it was on Channel Seven. Uh, you I know, watched the first two episodes. Right, and then I think a lot of people gave up after that when they cut Medusa's hair because when you have a uh, a character whose special powers are to like move their hair and you know pick things up and then you shave her head in the second episode you know kind of uh, defeats the purpose right oh, yeah. go ahead, cue, go ahead, cue, cue the lightning cue the lightning bolt that's just Ike Perlmutter going, we need to cut the budget here <laughs> basically that's that's what happened um, yeah. and they had this great Lockjaw. Lockjaw is the Inhumans has this. Um, uh, it's a, it's a, a gigantic dog, the dog. size of of like a size of an elephant, a small elephant, and it was. And it's the, the CGI on him in the very first episode wasn't bad. It was actually pretty good so, for TV. So the first two episodes but he didn't show up anymore. Well, the first two episodes is what they released in IMAX. Remember that was the big thing. Come watch yeah. it, like. A month or or not a month, maybe a couple of weeks before it premieres on TV in like an IMAX Watch this theater. Watch piece of crap in the theater. But, <laughs> but the Inhumans, like the show, had a really good cast. Like it had potential to actually be something. Um, what's his name coming off Game of Thrones? Um, 
was Maximus. Right, as, uh, um, yeah. Uh, Ramsey Bolton, right? Was That was like your right, perfect right. villain for, to for, cast. For our audience who don't know the Inhumans, they're kind of like the Eternals. And they live on the moon. That's all you need to. Isn't Miss Marvel supposed to be an in, in, in Inhuman? Yes. Isn't that yes? Right. But not going to be for Disney Plus. The, but. the reason why in the comic books she was that ma- sucks. Watch this. The reason why in the comic book she was made to be an Inhuman because at that point, and this is like all bound up with everything that was going on with the movie rights, right? Is that if. Any time Marvel introduced a new character and said they were a mutant, they wanted her to be a mutant. The second they did that, the movie rights for that character went right to Fox. And they Marvel lost it. So that's why they canceled the Fantastic Four for two years or three years, right? Right. Because they, they just canceled it because they didn't want to give more stories to 20th Century Fox. They knew they wanted to do the same with the X-Men. But they couldn't. Right, X Men were too popular. It's X Men. You can't not have an X Men comic book. They felt like they could do it to the Fantastic Four because X Men is the bestseller after Spider Man, right? But um, so that's why I believe she was a made to be. Yeah, I mean that that tracks for sure. But um, but back to the Inhumans. So Black Bolt in Doctor Strange is played by the same actor from the TV show. Which Anson, Anson Mount. Mount, right, is the actor's name. Who's kicking ass as Captain Christopher Spike, Star Trek, Strange New World. Spike or Pike? Spike? Christopher yeah. Pike. I'm sorry, did I say Spike? <laughs> See, I don't even watch the show and I know that. Christopher Pike, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that character's that character was the original character. But that's a that character yeah, that's was a the, legendary character. Right. He was like in the pilot of Star Trek, pre Kirk, he was the captain of the Enterprise. So he was played by Bruce Greenwood in the um the JJ Abrams. Right, movie. right, right, right. Yeah. Um yeah, so anyway, so he he's so, in the movie, right? So that was a big surprise um which was one of the only two surprises uh in the movie because they gave you um Captain Carter in the commercials 3 days before right. the movie came out. Stupid, stupid, stupid. But, but wait, but wait, her shield was also on the poster. That's fine. Because there were other things on the poster too, right? So like people didn't really know yeah. what was going to be what. But when you flat out show it to me three days before I'm going to the movies, like, come on, do do better. Do do better. I'd rather not watch any of yeah. this stuff. You know what I mean? Um, and Kevin Feige pretty much said that. Right? right, right. Kevin Feige came out and said they, they revealed too much. Like at right. the premiere, didn't he say they revealed too okay. much in the so, so listen, there's one, two. I'm doing a count right now. One, two, three, four. Five. There's six members of the Illuminati. Okay, they revealed four of them in the commercials. So, in this movie, and this, I think this is my big beef with the movie. Really, if you're gonna reveal four characters that are in the Illuminati, I'm expecting really big surprises in this movie, and it just failed to deliver on any real big surprise, other than Black Bolt, which we're talking about, and uh, Reed Richards by John. Uh, you know played by John Krasinski, which that one really got me because I was not expecting that at all. Yeah, nobody expected that right. at but, all. Like, so like the, the Illuminati, it's classically in the comic books, it's Black Bolt, Black Panther, Namor, Charles Xavier, Iron Man, and uh, who else, T? I know you're laughing at the way it I said Namor, Richards, right? Namor. 
No more. <laughs> that you guy. Came a little closer. That you guy. Say, you should say no more. No more. Now you're saying Namor. He's gonna get to Namor, and we're gonna be. Getting... I'm just. I'm just gonna it say Roman. Namor, I'm gonna say right? his name backwards from that one. It's a made up name. Who knows? I read it in the comic books. I the only the only person I haven't heard pronounce it Namor has been. Spedavecchio, but we shall see. <laughs> He's going to be in the movie when I'm, when soon, I'm validated so when he see. actually shows up in Black Panther, which I'm hoping yeah. happens. I'm hoping he's the villain of Black Panther. That's kind of what I'm hoping oh, for. That'd be awesome. But they, you know, they they revealed Captain Carter. They revealed Charles Xavier at the Super Bowl, which was awesome without even showing him, and that was enough to hype me for this movie. But then yeah. you also showed Maria Rambo, which I know was kind of hard to tell who it was in the. The, the trailer when trailer it, a lot of people assumed it was an iron man variant some people thought it was monica rambo but it ended up being her mother ended up being maria rambo right. which is in itself a surprise because i love um lashana no Lynch. That, that that was cool She's but wonderful. again th- that was showed that was i know and it was never it was never iron man in the second it was some people somebody said iron man i'm like somebody you're, you're smoking saturation you could see it was a black you're smoking so, crack yeah. if you think that's Iron Man, right? Um, the, I the mean, one theory had I liked ideas. though was was Jonathan Majors, right? That it would have been, it could have been him as some yeah, variation of Kang yeah. or Iron Lad, right? Which would have been kind of neat. But you know, we got what we got, which is which is fine. Um, they're all disposed of really quickly anyway to to really kind of do any damage. In a, in a pretty in a pretty awesome <laughs> scene. <laughs> let's let's be real. Pretty pretty that gruesome. Was a pretty insane. Uh, Very gruesome. I, I will never get over how they did Black Bolt. Like, I was like, I was like, 3.0 was sitting next to me, and I'm literally like banging on his arm because I couldn't believe what, <laughs> what was happening. Because I was like, this is a massacre. Like, yeah, instantly, Wanda has jumped to like top five villain for just massacring the entire Illuminati. There, there's no coming back from that. There's no redemption. Only in death. Right. You can't. I, you can't come but back. You know what? From I pretty awesome. I, I think I think what they can do though is probably some kind of Xavier mind wipe on her, like they do in the comic books. And uh or or I did like that scene with um Patrick Stewart like inside of her mind, trying to pull her out from under like the well, rubble those rocks. That's how that's how they did a lot of like back in the seventies when they were Xavier would have a mental battle with another um, telepath, right? Um, on the astral plane, they, they would they would go into the astral plane, right? And they would be and they would be all trippy, and they would be like trying to you know working inside each other's minds, which was really cool, and I really liked that. I, I wish it was Patrick over. Stewart looks so old now. Oh my oh, gosh, he the it, the music cue. Um, and, and now that we have, yeah, uh, we go with the music cue. I'll just say Sorry, that. I'm like jumping from point to no, point because no, okay. I'm like it's so okay. excited we'll go with by the music cue because the music cue is huge. The music cue is huge. So when so we meet all the Illuminati, the main like the I guess five of them, and then the sixth member is Patrick Stewart as Charles Xavier, and the music cue that plays in when he's introduced is the theme song to the '90s X Men cartoon. Yeah, so that starts playing, and he comes in in the giant yellow wheelchair, <laughs> hover awesome, chair. Awesome, that awesome. he's in. Yes, so awesome, but he is so tiny. He is so old, and that thing is so freaking huge and, on but him. But also, he looks so when small. he started doing his mental powers, you had like the rippling wave yes. effect that they had yes, in the cartoon. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful, like very that, – that to me felt like a very – 
nice attention to detail. And that's a generational um, thing because yeah. because my introduction to the X-Men wasn't that cartoon. At that point, it was – when was it? 90s? It's the 90s. My, that, that's uh, my introduction yeah, to it, 90s. really. I was in college. Yeah, that was mine I was too. in college. My introduction to X-Men is John Byrne, Chris, the- Chris Claremont run on the X-Men and the New Mutants. That was mine there in the uh, in the early 80s. So we're talking about 83 or something like that. I forget when exactly it is. But, I'm, I, you know, I'm there reading my, my brother's issues of, you know, Days of Future Past, which was one of the first X-Men comic books I read. Um, but, you know, but still, that is that 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 cartoon, even though it's not my favorite, is such a huge understanding like that's, that's of what the, the image X-Men of people's are. X-Men. Yeah, yeah, but right, everybody right, right, knows right. Yeah. The, that music cue. Right, right, right. Ex- I do, yeah. if, Here, if you if except- you are if you grew up in the 90s and know enough about cartoons, you know, that theme. Yeah, song. Uh, I have a confession. What? I didn't even hear the music cue in the movies because people were going nuts. I totally missed it mm. until T said, that was awesome. And I'm like, what? And he was like, <laughs> the music cue, man. I'm like, oh, I guess I missed that. I totally didn't hear it. Yeah. I missed a couple of music cues in there. I didn't hear the Captain America one, I guess. when, when They did yeah. one for Peggy. They did, they did, they did Captain one for America Wanda. Theme. They did it. They did. They did the WandaVision theme. Yep. So that's all Danny Elfman doing that stuff, and he did stuff like that in the um in Justice League because he scored the the Joss Whedon Justice League, and he threw in um the old uh, Batman, the Batman stuff, theme. right? And Superman. He also and the, threw the, in. The, I think he right. threw in a Superman theme. The so John like Williams he, Superman. Right. Yeah. So he did stuff like that because John Williams he is Superman, wonderful. which is based. Which, if you listen to Respighi's Pines of Rome, you're gonna see a lot of similarities there. Just saying. He's classical corner. Right. Yeah, <laughs> classical corner. <laughs> anyway, I love that. Um, This is, I think, the fourth time Patrick Stewart has died playing Xavier. So, so how many more times are they going to kill him, you think? <laughs> and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it a confession here. Well, one, I think I've said this a thousand times on the podcast, how like one of my favorite characters of all time is... Captain Patrick Stewart's Captain Picard, um, and it's and, and I and I like I it, one I think you know I'm going to fit in Star Trek because you guys never talk about Star you guys don't watch Star Trek I think uh, I think um, uh, uh, Ariane you would love uh, Star Trek Discovery sure everyone calls it Disco <clears throat> the cool the cool really kids like not us in ter- in terms of no. in terms of representation. I don't know yeah. that I've seen a show that has that kind of representation. I, I you know, I really, I mean, like in terms that that is that is not specific to a certain like. That's for wide audiences. That's not like a niche thing for a specific demographic. And I think, and I mean, they're doing this really good thing with um, a two nine non-binary characters. And it, they're really making it complicated, which I really like, but within the realm of Star Trek lore, because one of them, but, um, but Pat, that the, I was so excited when they were going to have a Picard show, but it's, it's so difficult to watch. I'm so sad. It's not good. It's not good. <laughs> and I got to, I'm going to finish it because I love the character. I don't like what they're doing with it. I wish they didn't make it. Um, but I got to watch it. And it's, and it's really tough to see Patrick Stewart 
like hobble across a scene, you know? It's in and his it's, 80s. And yeah, it's, it's not like, as easy anymore. And I'm like, oh, man. Like, oh, just let him sit. And I'm like, this is Star Trek. And in the new one, it's like in modern day Los Angeles. And I'm like, I'm watching Star Trek. I'm not watching it to see modern day Los Angeles. I'm watching it to see fucking spaceships and the future, right? And Picard, he spent his entire time on Next Generation sitting in the chair giving orders. That's what he should be doing now. (laughs) (laughs) Have him walking around, running around LA. Don't have him run around LA. Oh, we it's can't like use our De Niro and the Irishman oh, kicking oh, the guy oh, oh, in the God. street, and he's just like so old. <laughs> I, I, I love, I love, but, um, I love, love, love Patrick Stewart. You know, he's one of the people that would make my spaceship to get off the world when the meteor's coming. But like, even despite he's eighty years old, you know what I mean. But you know, yeah. it's like, it's like, uh, it's it's painful, and and you saw it here. You know, you he saw, saw it here. It he shows. He looks so frail. He looks so frail. Yeah. But you know, you know how you say like Wanda's like ir- irredeemable. Patrick Story gives one of like the big lines in this movie that I loved, where he tells you know Doctor Strange to go after Wanda and help her because he says no one is beyond saving. I think that's the line that he yeah, says. Yeah, something along those lines. Yeah. And I love that line because it's such a Xavier thing to say. It's 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 the ultimate Xavier thing to say. No one is beyond saving. That's why he does what he does. He keeps going back to trying to help Magneto, whatever, help mutants mm-hmm. and help whoever because it's it's stuff like that. It's just like like the character work in this movie, just oh, chef's kiss. Like I don't know. Like it made me happy. I in so many ways. You you just dropped the M word. I thought we were gonna get it in this movie. So the the big line with Wanda in the comic books is no more mutants. Mm. I thought she was gonna give that line before she snapped Xavier's neck. I <laughs> I uh you know because you could see obviously they were all gonna be killed off and you you knew his time was was coming and I really thought that was gonna be the right. line that that she was gonna deliver. But um. But you know. This this is the first mutant we've had in these movies then because Xavier's the only one to literally be one. They can't explain him any other way. Well, I right? I would argue I would argue that um, I would argue that Wanda's a mutant, and they and they yes, and, but and they in talk, the MCU, no, but they it, it's not established. But in WandaVision, they were like, you had your powers before the magic, right? When she was trapped before the under experimentation. Right, before the experimentation with the thing. So that was going towards the mutantness. Right. It's going towards it, but it's just like they keep writing things on top of it to explain why one. It's like first you were experimented on, but now you're a witch. And then later you're a mutant. Right. It's It's going to be her powers allowed all this other stuff to happen. And and it's going to be, oh, you're actually a mutant. Yeah. And then it'll probably be revealed that those aren't her real parents, that Magneto, whatever, that kind of stuff. But but in, in fairness, in the comic books, it's just as messy, if oh, not yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just it's yeah, as I'm whole, sure. like, would you magic? I thought you were a mutant. What's your mutant power? Chaos? No probability. Okay, I got that. Well, wait, what? No, but it's yeah. actually magic. Wait, wait, what? What now is it? It's, it's no, witchcraft. Yeah. It's, it's weird to try and apply. It's it's weird to apply logic to all of these things because it all falls apart if you, like, pull, pull on a thread. Um uh. Anyway, you guys got what you wanted. Wait, before we go there, I have one. I have one more. Th- okay. I have one more thing regarding Xavier. 
So now, okay. early in the movie, America Chavez and, and Doctor Strange are jumping through all the multiverses, right? So. Yeah. What are you laughing at, T? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, all right. So they're jumping through all the multiverses. One of them is an animated world. Okay. Yeah, I know what you're getting into. Mm -hmm. Do you think this Charles Xavier is the one from the 90s comic uh, cartoon? I thought that was like the what if universe. Now. But what if is multiple universes, right? Right. So. No, I know, but how the, how the what if show is animated. But now. I thought that was what, that was what was meant now to be. Now remember, we're getting X-Men 92 or whatever it's called, which is going to be an animated X-Men show set in the realm of the 90s similar to the older yeah. cartoons. We're also getting a Spider-Man freshman year cartoon. So they're going to be MCU canon. I'm just wondering if these are going to be alternate realities, which also now you could say into the Spider-Verse. Are they going to be MCU canon? Yeah. Even the X-Men one? Yeah. Well, well I, I, I don't well, know if they're going to well, be, but Spider -Man I'm Spider-Man is his freshman year. The, 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 MCU Spider-Man's freshman year. No, that I understand. The Spider-Man freshman year I, I can get can be MCU canon. The X-Men 97 show or whatever it's going to be called, is that going to be? The, well, that's what I'm asking. Well, I mean, MCU canon? I'm just saying that, it, it right, so, but then it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because there's infinite multiverses. So there's yeah. seven just and like it. You know what I mean? There's, either way, right. I kind of want it to be its own thing. I don't want it to be tied into the MCU as well. I don't want it to be implicated. The, I mean, I get that people can do like their headcanon. We're right. like, this is a multiverse. They're, they're, right. They will read everybody up for headcanon. Right. Yeah, but that's headcanon. Right. If it's having it be official is different than headcanon. Spider-Man from 20 years ago with Tobey Maguire is now MCU canon. Well, speaking of headcanon, go on and gloat. Do do your worst. <laughs> so, well, I, okay, we're gonna talk about Jay Kraz. Right. Jay Kraz, right? So, T T and I have been wanting John Krasinski as Reed Richards. That that basically is who we said we would like in that position, yeah, yeah, uh, in that position, sure. in that role. And you know, it's gotten to the point where the comic books lately, the character looks like John Krasinski for the past like five years or whatever. And, and um, it's not just us. It's it, every a, yeah, a lot, lot of people online have been. No, no, no. It's, no. A lot it's, of every, it's everybody but Ariani. Okay, it's everybody but Ariani. <laughs> it's not everybody but me. It's not everybody but me. There are lots of people, lot of people that who also don't agree want, with yeah, me. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's the thing: the people who don't <laughs> want Jay Kratz, and, and he shows up in the movie, blah blah. So he <laughs> he shows up in the movie as Mr. Fantastic. So a lot of the people I, I see the criticisms against Jay Kratz as Reed Richards is. Reed Richards isn't the every man that John that that what's John his name? Krasinski. What's what's his name from the office? Oh, Jim. Jim from the office. Jim, Jim. from the office. He yeah, can't he's... do Jim from the office. And he's and he did a little bit of Jim from the office with this. He does a little Jim. He did a little Jim. That's kind of like and I, I, I some of the choices there. You know what I mean? It didn't really. It was just a cameo. He was just he was just there to die, right? And I guess he just – they had a Wanda or whatever and he just was like, listen, you know, he tried to reason with her, which was a really bad, bad mistake. But, you know, yes, Reed Richards has to – oh, all right, stop. <laughs> Reed Richards 
is a complicated character and you have to go with a very, so he can't, a lot of people want to be like, he's very heroic or square jawed. I don't see him as that. I see him, if you know, I see him as um, slightly on the spectrum. I see him, he gets so wrapped up in his work, he can't see. He makes bad decisions because he's just like doing the science in his head right. about it. Yeah. He's a loving father and, and husband and friend, but when he gets caught up, he sometimes neglects those fatherly or husbandly or, or friend obligations that he has. Um, and you have to go in, if you're going to do that character, it has to be very complex and nuanced and kind of like that he wants to do the right thing and then he gets caught up. The struggle in his character is that. The, the core of his struggle is that. He did a little bit of Jim from the office. I think Krasinski is capable. I don't see, I don't think Krasinski is Jim from the office. And I've seen him, he wasn't doing a, he wasn't doing bad. I think uh, in his Jack Ryan stuff, I think Jack Ryan, the, the show was bad. I don't think he was poorly cast in that. Um, could he mess up the role? Yes. But does, if him with the proper director, is there something there that could be done to do that? I think, I think, yeah, I think, yeah. But I think it's less likely now right. that he will be Mr. Fantastic because we just saw him here. It was like, this is yeah. what you want, folks. Here it is. We're probably going to go with somebody else. I think that's probably why they did it because people would not let go of it. People were just like, it's like, we want him and nobody else. And that was my big problem with it more than anything. It's just because, like, that's not realistic. That's not fair. You know, like, th this, is, this is a specific character. Lots of people could perfectly play this character very well. Um, if, if, let's, if Robert Downey Jr. couldn't get off the drugs, they very well could have gotten somebody else who could have done Tony. The only, obviously, in our universe, Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man, and we kind of can't really visualize anyone else well, as Well, here, I'll, I'll give you a comparison. We're gonna, we're gonna find out for sure how realistic that is when we get our, our Wolverine. That's true. And you know what? Like, there's a lot of Wolverine fan casts out there. Like, I've I've put out Daniel Radcliffe, right? But now so many people want Daniel Radcliffe. I'm kind of like, all right, I'm over that. Because it's just like, now it's just like, uh, it could go to somebody. It's the popular opinion. You don't like the popular opinion. That, that's, that's your thing. It's not even necessarily that. It's just like, now people are getting kind of like obsessive and annoying about it. Where it's just kind of like, okay, like, come on. Like. Casting is fun. Fan casting is fun, yeah. but, but we're it not owed anything. Be... We're not owed anything. Right? We're not owed anything. Let, you know? Let's back up. I want to. Like... I want to just do a fine distinction and disagree with you just for a second. Go back to Robert Downey Jr. Yes, I believe that a lot of people could have gone in there and played a, a really good Iron Man. I don't know that if there. I don't know if there was anyone else. That could have gone in there, played Iron Man so well right. that it would have launched the MCU. I don't know. No, I, think that, I understand I that. I think that's a rare it's piece very of rare. cinematic history magic. Casting him in that role as an alcoholic with him and Robert Downey Jr. in everything. He's holding back because he's so like wound up tight inside. He's bursting with energy. 
and that energy and that that personal it shows that personal trauma and energy really like was was kind of bursting at the seams that he's like you know I, I you know I know Robert Downey Jr. in my mind is always less than zero right so so and did, did we did we see less than zero no I haven't seen less you than gotta zero. see you gotta watch you don't know Robert Downey Jr. and see, you've seen less than zero so and it could be, you know, and I haven't seen him in many years, so it's really probably really cheese 80s, but it's Robert Downey Jr. being Robert Downey Jr. And, and I think that I don't, if it was anybody else, I don't think we would have the MCU as it is right now. No, that I understand. I'm just like putting it out there. Like I think a lot of people could say, have done a good job. Yeah. Exactly. Could have done a perfectly good job. And, you know, you saying like, you know, with the right director, maybe it could work out. And sure, that's fine. But like, think about like Robert Downey Jr. played Iron Man with like four or five different directors. You know, I it's would, not always necessarily about the director. It's about really embodying that character. There's this really great video out about like the beginning. It's called The Beginnings of the Marvel Universe. It was a shit show or something like that. And sorry, I keep on uh, cursing. But we'll, we'll beep them out, don't worry. But anyway, but it's the letter, literal name of it. And it's there and you're, you know, you have interviews with the dude saying, listen, we didn't have a script and we would have meetings yeah. and we were shooting without a script. And we were like, me, Favreau, uh, Favreau and Robert Downey Jr. were like, what are we going to do? So there was a lot of improv and there was a lot of stuff. And you could feel that between the dude Robert Downey Jr. and their scenes and how they interacted with each other was just so great, you know, and and you could feel that. I think if they had a tighter script, another thing that like like all those little pieces, all the stars aligning perfectly, that if they had a tight script, maybe it wouldn't have been as good. You know, it's there's a lot of maybes, you know, where it's a lot right, of right. coulda, woulda, shows, you know. I'm we just got, saying, we, I'm just saying my no, opinion. No, I know. Right. No, 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 for sure. But it's probably not that far off from the truth, though. No, you're right. Yeah. Um, Because those are really great. Those are really, really great, good actors who can bring more than just, I can deliver a line and something. They can bring their own creativity. And and when more and more I see when I'm watching television shows, when they do give the people, like what we do in the shadows, when we give people an actor, really good actors, that kind of thing to inhabit and be part of the creative process of creating these characters. That is very, very difficult. I don't know that they can do it in the MCU anymore because of the high, high stakes. You know, right. there were high stakes for Iron Man. If Iron Man didn't do well, Marvel would have had to, would have collapsed. It would have gone away as a company. Right. It would have gone. This was before Disney. It would have gone away because they had to borrow on money. On money. Well, they were on the verge the, of bankruptcy. The company itself, on the company yeah. itself, that company would have been gone if if Iron Man didn't do well. And boom, they they rolled the dice, and it did like. Well, now everything is a safe bet. They could put out the shittiest movie, and it will make money. But after watching this, you know, compared to all the other Phase Four movies and shows we've gotten. This is one of the few where I felt like truly thrilled. Where even if the story was kind of simple, like the story is very simple and very thin. Like it's literally, like I was saying how it's it's basically Deadpool 2 and Birds of Prey. You know, DC and 20th Century had their MacGuffin child father daughter movie. 
and or you know hero with child and now marvel has their own version of that um it's simple it's thin it's you know it it if if you tear it apart it falls apart you know but i just i don't know like whatever you guys say i graded it on a curve because of raimi fine but it's just like it i was so happy to see something look good for once like compared to shang chi this movie looked freaking amazing yeah, yeah, I agree. but you know what like, again i gotta watch shang chi again without 3d yeah. Without falling asleep, I'd rather watch Shang Chi than this again. Really? Yeah. Nah, I think I think Shang Chi is a better film. Yeah. Wow. I mean, well, I know I know that the, the third end CGI, uh, third act CGI stuff in Shang Chi is a bit of like a garbled mess, but I think it's a better movie than this. I mean, I, I definitely. Um, you know, want to want to see this again, but I'm in, like not rushing to theaters to go, to go see it. I'm, you know, a second time. I'll just wait for f- forty five days or whenever when it'll it'll be on stream and I'll check it out then. Wow, you think Shang Chi? I got asses. You think Shang Chi is better? Here, you want you want a hot take? You really you really want me to piss off yeah, Ariana yeah, right yeah. now? I think the first Doctor no, no. Strange is better. I know. And I also think wow. the best wow. use of Doctor Strange is still in that. Infinity War. I mean, I, I like I Doctor I Strange I'm in sorry. his. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I was, well, I was going to say that I've always liked Doctor Strange more in his other appearances versus then his origin story because I thought he was just kind of like annoying and. I just I didn't care about Doctor Strange and his origin story. I'm just like this guy's like I didn't care. I thought he was better utilized in Infinity War, in Endgame, in No Way Home. In what I like him better in those movies. I and uh, I brought up What If to you guys. Like I I oh my gosh, I know we're going long with this, but one thing that I I actually didn't like that the or like I what I wish the movie would have done was incorporate the What If story into this movie more because the strange and what if was like See, i think the problem was they redeemed that version of strange so yeah but didn't they establish in the movie that like your alternate universes are dreams that you have if that if if right dr strange in in the movie had said i had a dream like this where i was like you wanda where i had this obsessive compulsion where he needed to save christine he had to keep he made mistakes and he kept messing it up and messing it up and then it destroyed the universe because he kept wanting to be with christine and that was a theme in this movie where he loved christine in every universe but he can't be with her he can't be with her. you know what? i didn't even and think so about he that learned but yeah in this movie that's what i'm saying like they didn't incorporate that i'm like why wouldn't you do that especially when you switch the order around on purpose I had I, I I didn't like. He could have related to Wanda. I, let with me not that, let saying. Me, I, sorry, I think ahead. the what if. Um, I think the what if. Coming out. Pre Doctor Strange, I think hurt Doctor Strange. I think that I think that. Like because it gave I, us multiverse. Right, because right, if right, you right, watched no, it now, episode, you'd be like, oh. And it was supposed to come after. 
That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel bad for Doctor Strange because I think it's so good with what it gives us. But because we got so much other crazy stuff first, it feels like a letdown for you guys because it's like, this was supposed to be the beginning of the multiverse soul story. And now it's literally like the last I, part I of think it. You're, I think it's definitely the order, but it's also the title too, right? I mean, we, I talked about it in the beginning. It, it just set unreal expectations. Um, but speaking of over stuff- promise, under, Over promise, under the liver. Right. Now, but let me go back to my point. And I always do this and I know it's, it's, a, it's an ego, you know, it sounds like I'm being ego, I probably am. But let's say I, if I were- <laughs> Yeah, I'm an egotistical. <laughs> making the, fine, I, I'm, I'm comfortable with that at 50. Um, uh, if I were in a Kevin Feige type role making decisions about this film, this film would have benefited if they didn't do that, let's get a team together in what if, and they did that here. And that all, and, and the problem with the reveals of all the cameos and the alternate versions, it was, here are they, here's, here are they, they here are, there's all, here's all of them. Now they're dead. You guys, now let's continue with our story. It felt like, and I love the scene in, 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 um, in, uh, not Winter Soldier, what was after Winter Soldier? Civil War. Civil War. I love the scene in the airport, but that was shoehorned in. Love yeah. the scene. Glad oh, it's, it's, it's there, but it was completely shoehorned in. Right. This Illuminati was shoehorned in. You, this movie, if you took that out and did a, added a couple of lines, that scene didn't need to be in the movie. That right. She, it was very awesome. Right. They could have killed Wong <laughs> it's like, and done the same thing. Right. Right. Don't kill Wong. Don't kill Wong. I get it. I don't kill Wong. I get it. Now, if it were me, it would have been he got America Chavez and then they went to another world and they grabbed the person from that world and they grabbed Peggy Carter from a world and then they grabbed this person from that world and they grabbed that person and they kept on snowballing into not a big ending like uh, Endgame, but like a team that would be able to actually do that. And, 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 and I'm going to go back to it because I think it's something to be said. This is. And I thought, yes, the whole thing with Stephen Strange, but because Wanda was, and, and, and we'll say it again because it needs to be said that Elizabeth Olsen did an amazing job. She's, I, I, I was cringing at her acting in, in Age of Ultron. Now it's like, I think she's awesome. I think after WandaVision in this, chef's kiss, like you said, she's awesome. A pluses in my book across the thing. I think she's the best thing in the film. Um, but you know, they cut. It's like they needed to make this. They were like, "Oh, we did a Doctor Strange film, but we needed more than the other thing." Now, remember, Doctor Strange. There have not been an origin movie of a Marvel hero that wasn't introduced in another film first. Black Panther wasn't an origin. He was introduced. They introduced those characters before they have their own movie. Right. Yeah. Right. But I think I what think you're Eternals saying, was kind of like, like an origin story, but it's a group shift. Yeah. Right, right. But I think I think your idea would have worked if, say, like, so the order we got the films in, if everything was planned in the order that we got it in, I think then your idea for for this movie would have made more sense. But like I said, this movie was already starting filming before the pandemic started. It was already the script was in the can. They rewrote and did reshoots as much as they could. The pizza scene 
where they're in the pizza shop and then Doctor Strange goes, oh yeah, there's a Spider-Man. Like, that's a reshoot completely, you know, so. So here it is. If if, if everything was done, I, I, I think. I, I'll agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. If if we had gotten the movie every the movies and the shows in order, I think we would have been fine. But I think Marvel just didn't want to wait. They didn't want to wait, and I it's it's kind well, of annoying. They kind that of they, did they, wait. They, they, they kind of waited wait. for two years, right? Because with with COVID and everything, you had Endgame, yep. and then you didn't have your next movie no, know, was Shang Chi. Almost two years later, actually over no, I, two years later. No, but they had all. But they had all the shows coming out in between, right? But big budget movies, like you, you can't really count the shows, right? You got if you're talking about movie properties, it was two and a half years, really, because it was April no, 2019 still, and then September part, 2021. They were part of the order. No, I know, but they were still part of the order. And now that we had what if, like that's implicated in that. We had Shumer Guroth in this movie, you know, that was that's part of that. We had Peggy right. Carter in this movie as Captain Carter. Like that's a part of all the all that they revealed. They revealed a lot of stuff prior to this movie coming out because everything else came out first. If this movie had came out first just as it was supposed to, I guarantee nobody would be giving it as much shit for not being multiversal because it was supposed to be the start. It was supposed to start giving us multiverse. So, so, so so on that note, and we we're already an hour and 20 in here. Um, yeah, but we uh, haven't even talked about Mordo. Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) The thing we have, we might just skip Mordo because he's Illuminati and he's like, you know, He's he not is Mordo. what he is, and it's, it's right. They they, they totally cut our said, Mordo out, which I guess will show up in the next Doctor Strange movie yeah, or whatever right. they do next. So, so, but so, the big one, so, the thing, the thing is, and 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 Spade will have to do a, a couple of explanations for the audience in this if they if they didn't read, uh, they don't they're not up on the comics. In when Furiosa comes in, yes, she comes in. Uh, the South African comes in at the end. Charlotte Theron. Um, <laughs> Furiosa. <laughs> Um, uh, it's the, 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 the word incursion was mentioned a number of times in the film. Right. I need an explanation for that. Yes. Anthony, you want to take it away? So, so the incursion is basically they're building towards secret wars, which is what I've been saying, where you have different universes all colliding with each other. And then what's going to happen is what's left over is you get your Miles Morales in the mainstream, like MCU, just as an example. So like if they wanted, so in this world, whoever, Sue Storm, Ben Grimm, Johnny Storm, those characters, obviously their read is dead, but they could essentially come over into the main Marvel universe. Let's, let's break it down even more carefully because I don't think a lot of people know. So there's a multiverse in the Marvel comics and then this big crossover event starts happening. And I forget what the crossover event was. It's pre-the Civil War, the new Civil Not the Civil War. Uh, excuse me. No, um, it's uh, Secret, Secret Wars, Wars 2 not is the, what it's called. Not the Secret War I knew when I was a kid where the Beyonder brought them to a battle world and it was just an excuse them fighting, to yeah. sell toys. Right. It's yeah, not so, that. But it's not that. What was happening is similar to Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, back in the 80s. What would happen, an incursion is when two planes of existence start coming close to each other and then you actually see the planet Earth start coming towards each other and they have to fight. To, so, the, one so the multiversal would be, war. One would be like dis- how they say it in Loki. 
But let me let me talk about what's what it is in the comic books. So if okay. one two, the two universes are getting close to each other in the the you know the thirteen dimensions that whatever it is, and then they one survives and one dies, or they both die. The two worlds. So all the universes are they can't coexist, right? So they start collapsing onto each other. At the end of Spider-Man, final two, right, right, and the final two worlds in the Marvel universe—they all the multiverses destroyed, right? And the final two worlds was six one six, and then it was sixteen sixteen, right? Is the ultimate universe, right? Sixteen sixteen. Right. right, and that, that's the one and with Miles Morales in the Ultimate X Men. That's the one with Miles Morales and Ultimate Sam, Ultimate Sam Jackson Spider-Man. as Nick Fury. Sam Jackson is Nick Fury. The uh, they didn't have the Avengers; they had the Ultimates. Right, and they were collapsing in on itself, and then they everything went white in the comic books. So it was technically the end of six one six. So there's no more six one six in the comic books, is there? I, I they, think technically six one six is what it's still called. Yeah. So People what, weren't but, mad that that they the uh, multiverse of madness called themselves like the six one six universe. People were mad about that, but I don't know why. Well, because that was the comic the, universe, right. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe was supposedly what twelve thousand six hundred thirty thirty five or something. Some, some, some weird made up number, number. right? Yeah, right. So, but the right. So the like so it's so it's kind of like the comics don't count, right? That's not, but but um, but what happens is, or there could be another universe out there who has a different numbering system, and they call themselves six one six, right? Um, but uh, but and then when when everything gets eliminated, Doctor Doom saves what's left of reality and creates Battle World, and he brings in there's like thirty Thors, there's this, there's that. It's this complete insanity. Of a thing where Doctor Doom is in charge, right? Right. So like, we should read those comics and do a, do a podcast on it. Right. It's not going to go heard down. Secret Wars. Secret Wars is less about like here's eight hundred cameos. It's more like Doctor Doom versus Reed Richards, just kind of like talking it out. No, is that wrong? It's a billion it's, cameos. Yeah, like like a trillion billion t- trillion times a billion cameos. Uh, uh, it's like it's like. You know how you had all the Lokis in the Loki show? Yeah. You had all yeah. the Lokis, you have all the Thors, you have all the things, you have all the Spider-Man, you have all of this, and they're all in the same place walking around. And it's like, as far as the eye can see, there's alternate versions of each of the characters fighting. Right. right? So you got like 50 so, Spider-Man. And, so when they say incursion, right, and then Earth, things normalize after it, you know, so we could go back to telling, they could go back to telling the run of the mill stories but when they use the word incursion and uh oh my gosh what's furios's name again clea charlie's there charlie's there comes in and she's there's <laughs> been an incursion and they're going let's go do yeah, the incursion yeah. you know what i mean that's what that's talking about right that's definitely what they're building up towards um so go ahead. But like the multiversal war like i said how in loki so that's basically what right the secret wars is going to lead up to. I imagine that would be a connection. If they, if they didn't like make those two things jive together, I think it would be very confusing for audiences. I think they need to do that. Right. So do you think in season two of Loki, we're going to get more 
explanation, I guess, of that. Because we're definitely getting season two. They've, they're starting filming, I think, in a few weeks. Yeah, I mean, I think you're going to have to. You're going to have to start explaining this stuff. Right. I think there, I think yeah. Loki will be the lead up to season two. Because there's two Marvel films unannounced still, right? And they have dates and they're unannounced, right? Well, Fantastic Four is one, but we don't know when that's coming right. out. But no, but there's there's two unnamed films. But I think Fantastic Four. You know that it's going to be, it's probably going to be Fantastic Four, but we don't know that. Well, it's definitely on the, um, on the roster. Um, is there going to be like a D12, whatever it is, that, that thing that they do every year where they announce all their, where they announce their slate? Or have they done that already? That that'll probably come in December usually. Okay. Um. Here, so so Secret Wars is from 2015, the one that we're talking about, and the summary is the final incursion is happening. The Marvel universe is colliding with the Ultimate Universe, and neither will survive. And there's there's nine issues, and I I think the the writer is uh Brian Michael Bendis. Um. Mm. You know. Or no. I mean, sorry, again, Jonathan Hickman. this all just sounds like. Oh, sorry. Um, I was going to say, like, again, this all just sounds like stuff that would have made more sense if all of these movies came out in the order they were meant to come out in. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, which, which, again, like I said, it's nobody's fault, but it also is kind of, like, annoying. I, w- imagine what would happen. I, I mean, once Doctor Strange comes out, what if we, like rewatch everything in the order that it was meant to come out in. Like I wonder how it would feel then. Are we are we not excited about Charlize Theron coming I mean I don't know who she is. I don't but know who she's supposed Dr. to be. Doctor Strange's apprentice. Yes, or his his wife in the really. comic books. Right. Um right. They get married. <laughs> she she looks and 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 um and uh what's his name? The daughter she's the daughter of what's his name Dormammu. from the first movie? Uh, Dormammu. Oh, see, I thought when she opened that hole in the back, in the back, I was like, "Hey, Dormammu," because I thought I saw right. him. But I'm like, "Of course." But it, it's the uh, what's that called? It's, it's the weird. Dark the, dimension. Alternate, the, the dark, the dark dimension, dimension. Yeah, it's the dark dimension. So, so I don't know if they're gonna make her Dormammu's daughter, but she definitely has like. Who Dor- is Dormammu? Like the guy having who- babies with? Oh, I don't no, know. I know, I know who he is, but I'm like, who is he having babies with? Like, is is there a dark? Your, dimension, your like, magic, you could take the form of a human, right? Jupiter would just like... What's the birds and the bees you know, like in the dark dimension? <laughs> listen, listen, they're gonna they're coming in with Zeus, and Zeus would turn into a shower of gold and get women impregnated, mortal women impregnated, so... Well, we'll see. We'll see if he'll be Zeus I hope, or Zeus. I hope that, I hope that, uh, I hope that Taika... Uh, Is that our Nets bet? Is that the Nets bet we should do? By the way, everybody, I won my bet. Yes, you did. <laughs> There's no boner. There's no boner. <laughs> I, um, I, there was I, no, there was no Evan Peters of any sort in th- this movie. There was no nobody of anything actually, and the one most noticeable one, there was no vision. Where was the vision? There was no vision. Yeah, that's that's another thing. But again, this movie was supposed to come out first, so <laughs> who but, knows? But it was because still it feels supposed like to come Vision out. had Vision had a year to to kind of try and start figuring stuff out. But if it came at, if it came right after the thing, you know that Vision is just sitting there in a cave going calculating you know what i mean yeah but vision went on sabbatical because but, but regardless of like the vision that we know like it was all about her kids why couldn't she look for vision in the, in an alternate world too 
Right? Like, what? Like, why did she specifically go to that world where it was just her and the kids? Why didn't she look for one where it was Vision and the kids? You know what I mean? All right. So, so I I know, I know. These are like stupid questions. We can't do plot holes. Right. Because I would say, well, why didn't she she, conjure up her own kids? No, if there's ultimate, there's infinite universes in infinite perpetuity, then, then you could, she could go to, uh, um, uh, a universe where she has kids but died in a car crash on the way to get milk and just adopt yeah. those. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, you can poke holes right, all you right. want you can't, in that can't, stuff. You, get, you start doing that, it's it all comes yeah. apart. Ariana's I like, did. Oh, hold on. Yeah. I'm going to sing. If you want to destroy <laughs> my sweater. <laughs> all right. So, anyway. Um, well, I did write down how I thought the stakes weren't high enough in this movie because if i thought it was weird that wanda only wanted to go to one universe to be with one version of her kids i mean everything she did was crazy and cool and scary i thought it was terrifying but it's twice now that we've mentioned that there's a prophecy regarding wanda and i thought it was weird that they didn't follow through on that it's just like it would have been more interesting to me if like wanda went from wanting just one universe with her children where she gets all universes with her children. And then it becomes like Westview times a thousand. Well, see, th- this is my point with the madness. Like, that's the madness that you need to explore. Right? If they just yeah. didn't go far I feel enough. Like, I, yeah. No, I think that's valid. Especially because, like, it, fe- it felt like like so simple. Where, she, where Wanda wanted to, like, kidnap these children from, like, their mom in this one universe. When she could have just, like, been their mom in all universes but then of course that would have been unethical and bad um that i feel like could have been like just just like upping the stakes more in terms of like the consequences i think would have been more interesting and then it could have been like wanda suddenly it's not about her children anymore it's about her being the scarlet witch in every universe it's about her being control of everything and then it's just kind of like you've lost the plot one this is not about your kids anymore this is about you being the most powerful person in the universe and then that's when she kind of like realizes how badly she's done that w- that's my take and obviously i'm not gonna you know knock the movie down more than than anybody else already has because like i said i'm really happy with what I got more with the filmmaking than the writing because the filmmaking I'm, I'm over the moon about the writing. We can nitpick all freaking day. And the writer is the writer from Loki. So that's kind of like, yeah, Michael Waldron weird. Yeah. Johnny Kraz is read for life. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NotAllPods. Visit us on our website at NotAllPodcastWearCapes.com. And send us an email, NotAllPods at gmail.com. Also subscribe and listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Not All Podcasts Wear Capes is a Thaumaturge Wonderworks production. This issue was edited by Andre 3.0 Marks. I wanted to bring up Pizza Papa. <laughs> Prick. <laughs>